bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Hello and welcome to episode 130 of the podcast. I am very excited to have reached this milestone. It feels like a milestone and I know that I say that every 10 episodes, <laughs> but it just does. I'm really excited to get to episode 130 of this project, this Hope Stories project, and I see a lot more Hope Stories of different kinds coming into this space. I would like a lot more incredible people doing incredible things in this space, perhaps not necessarily vegan or plant-based, so that may change the logo for the 50th time. Uh, But I really want, like I really love plant-based transformation stories, but I myself really love any kind of uplifting story in a time in the world globally where there's so much heaviness. I just want there to be this to be a space for it will always be a space for vegan health transformation stories. It will always be a space for, you know, doctors and plant-based experts to come on the show and share the latest research um, about plant-based health and nutrition uh, and, and the capabilities of a plant-based diet to prevent and reverse chronic disease. But I would also like it to be a place with just some incredible people doing incredible work with women's health, with men's health, with technology, with with with, with any area that they're doing that's making it, with the environment, with, with any area that's really making a big impact. So if you have someone that you think I should interview for this show, please message me in the comments because I would love to have some great, just some great thought leaders, some great spiritual experts or people in those spaces, whoever you think that like should come on this show and share their work or authors or whoever, uh, let me know. It might even be someone in your family that just is awesome and you're like, These, this family member's story is so powerful and great and people would love to hear it. I'm fine with that too. I like everyday people doing extraordinary things. It's my favourite. So please, yeah, definitely. Now, I have rambled a lot but I just wanted to – that's where this <laughs> – that's where this <laughs> – beginning of this podcast is gone. So I wanted to introduce today's guest. It is Healthy Emmy. She is from YouTube, Instagram. Uh, she is fantastic. She is sharing her story. She is a health coach, plant, whole food plant-based health coach. She is so passionate and sharp and to the point and she makes everything so simple. So if you need uh, enthusiastic kick up the butt and someone, she's not really a kicking up the butt type of gal, but I mean, she's so, she simplifies things and makes things super straightforward for you. If you need someone to do that for you today, this is the episode. Listen to Healthy Emmy and follow her over at YouTube, follow her on Instagram. She is just a wealth of knowledge and so passionate about plant-based living I know you're going to enjoy this episode. So thank you, Healthy Emmy, for coming on the show. And thank you all for listening. And I'll see you at the end. Enjoy. 
Hello, Emily, and welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, no, I'm, I'm very excited to have a, have a chat. And I've obviously given you a little bit of an introduction. But please, if you just want to start with your journey to whole food plant-based living. Sure. So I am Healthy Emmy. You might know me as Healthy Emmy from YouTube and Instagram. Um, I've been rocking this whole foods plant-based lifestyle for over five years now. I just turned 25 yesterday. So I've uh, Happy birthday. I've been lucky enough. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, two days ago for you, Aussies. But anyway, I've been lucky enough to have discovered this lifestyle at a young age. And I feel very blessed that that is the case. I stumbled across it on YouTube one day. Uh, the one, the only, freely the banana girl. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm an OG. I'm an OG, huh? Um, that's how I found the lifestyle, and I found it one day, and I said, "You know what? I'm going to do this." And I'm a very Type A, OCD type of person. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Um, and since that day, I've been whole foods, plant based, and never ever went back, and could never imagine going back. Wow! And so, what was your diet like? Because Freely, for, for those of you who don't know, Freely is quite an in- intense personality, <laughs> and and she can do for many people. They would say that she's an extreme, or well, she has been off and on, extreme raw vegan. As far as you know, just bananas, mono meals, just date smoothies. You know, she's. You know, I followed her too, and you know, I've I I read eighty ten ten because of her, and you know, I definitely have followed her journey as well. And now, then she developed raw till four, so you eat raw most of the day, and then you have cooked whole food, plant based, low fat meals for dinner. Uh yeah, and so she is very very passionate vegan and very passionate about plant-based living but for some people she's quite extreme and but I it's entertaining as well because of the extra extremity of it sometimes so I don't watch her much anymore but she definitely was part of my journey as well yeah so I discovered her diet and like I said I was I was pretty young I was in college and never had a problem with my weight growing up I was always an athlete um, never overweight, quite on, on the lean side, you know, always was skinny growing up and then was running all the time, never had a problem with my weight. And my diet was just a standard American diet, but pretty healthy, nothing crazy. Um, I didn't eat fast food or drink soda or eat candy, anything like that, but was just like a normal, pretty healthy kid, I would say. And then I discovered this whole foods plant-based diet. And I said, this looks amazing. I want to try this because everybody was just glowing. And my running is something that's so important to me. And all of these people, they were athletes and they were going out and biking and running. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to try that. And so I did just that. And I developed what, what Freely was talking about. And for the first time in my life, I ended up gaining a bunch of weight. And I said, whoa, 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 what's going on here? First, I've never had a problem with my weight. And second of all, this is the exact opposite of what everybody says is supposed to happen mm, here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I started just gaining a bunch of weight. And from that, I had to step back, really look at this diet, look at some more research um, and realize what was going on. And once I realized what was going on, what needed to be fixed, 
I lost that weight. And now I help others lose weight on a plant-based diet. And it's something that I've done myself and now I can help others do it. Awesome. So Amy, can you, because I gained weight on Freely's diet as well. And so can you talk to us about what is happening when that weight gain happens? Yeah. Of course. So I I love Freely and she's the reason that I went vegan and I have no hate for her, no shade for her. I'm very much, if something works for you, do it. That is amazing. However, what happened when I went on that diet and what I see happen with a lot of people um, is that, you know, we talk about this thing called de novo lipogenesis. And it's the idea that carbohydrates cannot turn into fat. And for that reason, people think, oh, if I just eat a a wicked high carb diet and it's very low in fat, then I won't be gaining weight and it doesn't matter how many calories I eat. But the fact of the matter is that if you're eating more calories than you're burning, then the excess calories that you're eating, whatever amount of those calories is coming from fat, that's going to be stored as fat. So even if if you're eating a very low-fat diet, let's say you're eating 3,000 calories a day and your body burns 2,000, from those extra 1,000 calories, however much of them is made up of fat, let's say it's 10% fat, that's 100 calories that's going to be stored as fat. And over time, that starts to build up. And that's exactly what happened with me. I was eating medjool dates. I was eating grapes at the yin-yang. And because of that, I was just eating a massive amount of calories. And even though I was running, you know, eight miles a day, I was eating more calories than my body was burning. And over time, it caused caused weight gain. Um, And that's not to say that Freely's diet made me cause made me gain weight, yada yada yada. It's just that I didn't realize that just because you're eating a whole foods plant based diet, it doesn't mean that you are immune to weight gain and that calories don't matter. Yeah, um, because they do. Yes, yes, and I definitely found that out the hard way as well, and gained. I think I gained ten kilos doing <laughs> Freely's raw till four. Well. When I was having just tons of medjool dates, just tons of medjool dates, basically just tons of medjool dates. Yeah. And again, I really want to make it clear, like I love Freely. She's the reason that I went vegan. But yeah, I just honestly was eating a lot of medjool dates. (laughs) That's what it was. Yes. And I think that for, for Freely, Freely, Freely works out a lot you know she was at a lot so perhaps she's just has been burning that they're burning those calories you know and so she's feeling great because she's burning so many calories cycling and hiking and all the things that she does I'm not sure why it works for her but it's just it just hasn't worked for me <laughs> right and if it works for somebody do it yes but like I said I had to find another way yes and so what was the Like once you did the research and found out, how did you go about losing the weight that you'd gained? So what I realized was that I was under eating on starch and vegetables. Grapes, medjool dates, I could eat those all the live long day and I wouldn't feel full. You know, I could just eat grapes, 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 but I didn't feel full. Now with starch, that's what gives you that satiation, potatoes, rice, oats, that's what makes you feel full. And so when you incorporate those and then you incorporate the non-starchy veggies, you're going to feel full and be taking in less calories. So I just switched my diet over to focus more so on my favorite food in the world, which is potatoes um, and non-starchy vegetables. And it, it was easy. You know, I didn't have to starve myself. I didn't have to overexercise. 
it was just making the switch to be more starch based. Yes. And did you notice any health improvements for you when you made that switch? Like, were you like, oh, there's, I didn't realize that this was an issue, but now that I'm feeling so much better on a whole food plant-based diet, I'm like aware that maybe my digestion wasn't as good or your brain fog. Did you have any of those things? Or were you like, I felt pretty good. And then I just continued to feel really good. (laughs) Well, I felt, I felt awesome the whole time, but I will say, Karen, there was one thing that I noticed. And it was that when I first made that switch over to starch-based, I felt sort of for a couple of days, I felt a little withdrawal from the sugar because I was so used to being like a crackhead in a sense. Like I was just so much energy. Um, and then once I switched over to starch base and I felt more steady, which of course is amazing. You should feel steady in terms of your energy. Um, it just was going from riding the sugar high to, to riding a nice and steady sort of state. But the discrepancy between those two kind of made me go, whoa. I didn't realize, you know, I really was on this roller coaster before. Absolutely. And for me, I think for many people, we don't realize, like just an example from myself from this week, I had a big presentation that I was doing and I was really nervous about. And so I was tired and had insomnia a bit. So I was this week having chai, just soy vegan chai. But I'm not, stimulants in me just don't work. And I always think, yeah, I'm, you know, like chai is barely a stimulus, mostly like cardamom and cloves. It'll be fine. But I, um, I had, you know, I was having two cups a day, which isn't very much for anyone. But for me, and the same with sugars, like if you add sweeteners in, they all do stimulate you and make you feel racy and hyper. And I was just feeling super racy and hyper. And... And then there's the crash where you just feel super tired and depleted and awful. And so now I've made my new realization again that no chai for me. (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to make caffeine-free chai tomorrow. (laughs) I love that. But it's like one of those things where the fact that you're able to even recognize that, Corinne, that is just a testament to how well you nourish your body that when you get that little bit of caffeine, you're able to notice, whoa, that does a lot for me. Mm. Whereas most people, it's just it's numb because of all of the stimulants. Mm, absolutely. And I, and I think that most people, when they do make this switch, that is one thing I know a friend of ours used to say, but now you notice everything. How annoying. You're so vulnerable to any food that you eat that makes you feel so awful now. But I still think now it's not it, – obviously you do feel vulnerable because you start to realize everything that you eat has a reaction in your body, whereas before I was just – like you say, numb and unable to sense anything and just be like, well, I could eat 40 blocks of chocolate and feel exactly the same as I do when I eat whatever else. And now I know that if I ate 40 blocks of chocolate that I would feel so, so, so sick. Like one block would make me feel so sick. But my friends would say, but look, you can't enjoy food anymore. You used to be able to eat a block of chocolate and feel fine and now you feel so sick if you eat a block of chocolate and I'd say... I'd rather know because my, my body is literally sending me a signal saying you shouldn't eat this block of chocolate. Look how it's making your heart race and it's making you feel tight in your chest and it's making you gain weight. Whereas before it was just a free-for-all. I just had, you know, whatever went into my mouth. I didn't know. I had no symptoms. I just felt just homeostasis of crappy. 
<laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you know, Karen, you just brought something up that, you know, your friends would say to you like, oh, well, that means you can't have chocolate. And yesterday was my birthday. And a traditional thing to do on your birthday is to have birthday cake. And I, you know, I stepped back and I was like, honestly, I can make myself a vegan birthday cake and I can make it even if it's a healthy one. And I don't put oil in it and I use, you know, natural sweeteners. But to be completely honest with you, this is what, what went through my head yesterday. I was like, I have no desire. I want to nourish my body through the foods that feel good. And then to get that feel good feeling that people usually get from cake, I'm going to enjoy my birthday dinner with my friends. And being with other people, that's what's really going to make me feel good. And the food, I mean, the food is just secondary to that. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think that that is something that everyone that's come on this show has had to learn. And I myself had still a learning for me that I'm still like, this thing that we're told is like basically what we're doing everything for. We Before our family even went, it's like food is the most important thing. And it's, it's, it's repeated and repeated and repeated that it is the most important thing through our celebrations, the cake's the hero of the birthday, you know, the turkey is the hero of Christmas and everything else falls to the side and we forget family and we forget the the games you play on your birthday when you're as a child. We forget all of the all of the joy that's around those days and that makes up those days and all we remember is the turkey, the plum pudding and the and the birthday cake. And it's such a shame, but it's highlighted all through our lives. And so of course we get this really distorted, disturbed relationship with food as a result. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the coaches on my program, Kiki, she says there's a reason why we don't do dinner dates over Skype. Because it's not about the fact that you're eating food. It's about the fact that you're actually spending time with somebody. And that's really what that occasion is about. And then, oh, you're going to eat food along with it. But the primary focus is to spend time with someone else. Absolutely. I've never really thought about that. Actually, recently I was thinking about asking my girlfriend to sit with me on our computers but not together and just watch a show that I wanted to watch that I thought she would think was funny. But it's not the same. Like It's not the same to sit in our beds but in different houses in different <laughs> towns watching the show because I want to be with her. <laughs> I love that. That is too funny. I know. I thought we both like Broad City. We can um, watch it together and from her house and both watch it on our computers whilst talking in, in, an, in a video thing at the same time. But it's not going to be the same without her being there. You're right. Very right. Good point. So how, so your work now, you're now a health coach. And so how's that been going for you? It's been the most fulfilling. I, I just, it lights me up. I used to be a math teacher. Um, and I started this little business on the side. I, moved to Australia from Boston. And I did that because I sort of had this dream of, of doing this YouTube and, and health coaching people doing it full time. And so I was like, I'm going to go to Australia and I'll teach while I'm there, but I really want to do this other thing. And I really want to do that instead. Um, and so I started up that business and by the grace of God, it turned into my full-time job and my career. And so I've left teaching and this is what I do full-time now. And it is my obsession 
obsession. It's my obsession because once you get on, and I'm sure that people listening to this podcast feel the same way. Once you get on this lifestyle, it's like, how do other people not know about this? This is amazing. And that's the way that I feel. And that's why I'm so obsessed with doing what I do. And also because my whole experience with gaining weight on this diet and being like, are you freaking kidding me? Like (laughs) I am eating the healthiest diet ever. Why am I gaining weight? I don't want people to go through that. And I don't want people to think that there's something wrong with their body. Um, You know, why isn't this working for me? Or maybe this diet doesn't work after all. I want to alleviate that. And that's why I love doing what I do so much. And once you are able to help other people, as you know, Corinne, get on this lifestyle, it's priceless. And, you know, something that my dad is really big on planning for retirement and setting yourself up for, for when you're older. And I laugh because I'm like, I'm, I don't have any plans to retire. I want to do this until the day that I die because it's just amazing and I love it. That is so wonderful. Now, I wanted to just ask, because I think a lot of people, like even yesterday, people who come in to me for coaching or come to you or whoever for coaching uh, have these worries. And one of the worries that I've been getting a lot recently is my hair. What about my hair and nails? I'm not getting enough collagen. I need collagen from animal bones to make my hair mm. stay in my head. So what what do you say to people when they're saying this about their hair? For I'm just I'm just giving one example. There's many examples mm. of the, the questions that people ask when they're changing or they're saying, I've been doing this for a month, but my hair's falling out. That is a wonderful question. And the reason why one's hair went I'm very big on my hair. You can't see right now, Karen, because my hair is up in a ponytail. But if you head over to my Instagram, guys, or if you go to my YouTube, (laughs) I'm obsessed with my mane. (laughs) I am known for having a lot of hair. Um, But I'll just touch on two things. And the first is that if your hair is falling out, that's because you're not eating enough calories. And producing hair is something that takes calories. And if your body's not getting enough, Well, hair isn't something that's as important as, oh, I don't know, having your heart beat or being able to have energy to get up and walk. That stuff, that's a little bit more important. So your body's going to allocate calories to that. And if you're not getting enough calories, then your hair will start to fall out. And that is something that can happen on a plant-based diet because the the foods are just so low in calories. I know you know all this, Karen, that the foods are so low in calories that it's easy to not eat enough food. Um, so that is one reason. And then the other thing is the, the collagen obsession just cracks me up because I swear that's one of the buzzwords lately is it collagen. Is, is. Yeah, That's why I'm mentioning it because um, everyone's talking about it everywhere I go. Yes. Collagen, collagen, collagen. <laughs> but what most people don't know is that just because you are taking something into your body does not mean that you're absorbing it. And collagen is one of the things that we actually have a lot of trouble absorbing. And so, yeah, you can be taking collagen, you could be taking collagen supplements, but a lot of that collagen is not converted and put to the use that it, that you think that it is. Um, and then I just thought of one other thing when it comes to hair loss. And one of those things is stress. And if you are stressing about the fact, am I getting enough collagen? Oh, this new plant-based diet. I don't know if this is enough or just external factors like work, family, kids, relationships, that's going to be a big trigger as well. Um, You know, I think that a lot of times we think that our diet is a cure-all for everything in our lives, but we do have to practice healthy habits like meditation, like stress relief, 
to or in order to make sure that we are healthy on every front. Absolutely. And I couldn't have said it better um, myself. I think that so many people think that it's, especially when they start this way of eating and they're not yet educated, maybe they've watched one YouTuber and they thought that they were great and now they're like, you know, freely and they're like, I'm just going to go bananas on bananas <laughs> for, <laughs> for uh, a month and then notice some side effects and ditch it and go straight back to eating meat or they, their family say, oh, you know, you're eating this extreme diet. Let's give that up and go back and have some steak or have whatever. One of the things I do always help tell people is just to be curious and look around at what else is happening in the picture because often it's, like like you say, stress. Is, is work a problem? Are other things a problem that are or causing the hair, your hair to fall out? And it is that, that 20%, the diet might be 70 to 80%, but there's that 20% that's also uh, a factor in our health and our lives. So, yeah, good point. For sure. It's like, you know, somebody, this, this does happen with new clients of mine and like, bless their hearts. I love them to death, but it's the type of thing where they'll get a flat tire and be like, it must be me because I started this new diet last week. You know, (laughs) (laughs) people really do think that the diet is everything, but we do have to look big picture. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And so for your clients, what are the some of the results that you've noticed them go through in their journeys? Well, of course, it's tremendous weight loss. And that is that's sort of the vanity side of it is, yeah, you, the numbers are are shocking. You know, I've had clients that will lose just the last few pounds that they can't get off. And then I have clients that have lost over 70 pounds, which is just wild. It's wild. Um, and And that is amazing. But more so than that, I would say one of the running things that all of my clients experience is food freedom. Because for so long, it's been counting calories, carbs, protein, this, that, just so much noise in their head about food and an obsession with food as well. Their whole life obsessing over food. And now they're in a place where they're like, I don't even think about food anymore. This is just so easy. Mm. Yes, it is. It's so fantastic for everyone. I was just speaking to last week's guests before you you got on the phone and we were talking about the exact same thing. He was just saying, hi, Joe, if you're listening. Uh, Joe was just talking about how how freeing it is to be able to actually be present with your friends and family. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's so wonderful to be able to be present with our friends and family and be thinking about them and not thinking, is a waiter coming back with some bread? Is someone coming here with salad? Is it, what's it called? The person, the person who, yeah, waiter, I think, again. At weddings, when they're bringing around the appetizer trays, are you thinking the about hors d'oeuvres. the hors d'oeuvres? <laughs> are you just thinking about when are they coming back, you know, rather than talking to your friend and you're worrying about where, have you missed the tray? And Ranjit and I, my husband, I were definitely totally guilty of that, like being at weddings and just thinking about the food the whole time. 100% Karen. I mean, it was Valentine's Day the other day. And my boyfriend said to me, he said, where do you want to go? Do you want to do sushi? Do you want to do this? And I go, truly, I it really doesn't matter to me where we go, because I just want to spend the time with you. And how freeing is it that the meal? Yeah, it nourished me, but I didn't even think twice about that. 
And that has not always been the case. You know, when I was growing up, it was like, oh, we're going to have Oreos and peanut butter on Friday night. I can't wait. And like, that was everything. And it's just so freeing to just not have to not have it control you anymore. It's incredible. Yes. And so with your clients, how, when they get stuck, which people inevitably do get stuck along the way, how do you guide them out of those times when they're like, uh, I've been doing this for a month and it was good, but now I'm bored of it and I want to eat Oreos and peanut butter. Something that that I think is a great exercise that your your listeners could do right now, could pause and, and go do this right now, is let's say you're feeling great on this diet, but you look at that box of Oreos and you're like, man, those look good. What a great thing to do is, is to write out a pros and a cons list. What are the pros of eating those Oreos and what are the cons? And look at both of those and say, if I choose to eat this food, I'm accepting everything that's on this list. Everything that's on here. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to accept that I'm going to feel great. I'm going to feel amazing. I'm also going to accept the my stomach is going to hurt after. I might be going to the toilet a few times tonight. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to feel yucky. All of that. If you are willing to accept all of that, then go for it. But I think looking at all of that and really, really understanding the high and the low, because there has to be both for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. If you're willing to accept that, then move forward. But most people make their list and they say, okay, I'm going to hold off for now. And I think that's another great thing is to not say that you're not going to eat something ever again for the rest of your life. Just say, I've looked at this pros and cons list and today I don't want to accept all of this. Maybe tomorrow, but tomorrow I'm going to reevaluate. That's a problem for tomorrow. Mm, absolutely. I think that's really, really good. And I think a lot of people talk about like say, not telling yourself you can't have it, but just saying like, if I still want this tomorrow, I'll have it. You know, if I still want it tomorrow, I'll have it. And I think that that, because by tomorrow you, you the cravings subsided and most often you never want it the next day when you when you're ready to th- if it's there the next day, you know, you don't want it after you have thought about it for 24 hours. Right. And something else I say to my clients is you eat what you crave and you crave what you eat. What you eat today, you will crave tomorrow. So do your future self a favor. If you want to crave those Oreos tomorrow, then eat the Oreos today. But if you want to wake up tomorrow craving the oatmeal, the potatoes, the grapes, the mangoes, then eat that stuff today and do your future self a favor. Absolutely. I love that. You eat what you crave. You crave what you eat. And it's so true. Like if I eat like super healthy KLL, you know, whatever, smoothies, oatmeal, potatoes, everything, then I crave that the next day. And like right now I'm cra- I haven't had breakfast and I'm craving my porridge. <laughs> you got to call it brekkie. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> brekkie. I've never called it brekkie. <laughs> <laughs> brekkie. I've never called it brekkie. I don't know why. I wonder it must be parts of... Yeah, you know, must be a dialect. Is that what when you say dialect? Like yeah, yeah, dialect. Word, yeah. Yeah, it must be. Where, where are you? Where are you? So I'm in Boston right now, but when I came over to Australia, I was in Melbourne. Oh, okay, all right. Yes, it was brekkie there. You had your avo toast or your avo toast for brekkie. <laughs> brekkie, I love that. Um, yes, I just don't call it brekkie, but yes. I'm sure it does get cold brekkie here too. <laughs> yeah. And I think that for my, definitely for myself, if I've had, like you said, a vegan whole food plant-based cake, 
or some whole food plant-based low no oil brownie then I'm craving brownie the next day and I don't want to be craving brownie the next day even if it is whole food plant-based brownies it's so true yes so now I wanted to talk about where people can work with you how they can find you how they can follow you all of those things sure so my youtube is healthy emmy and the emmy is e-m-m-i-e that is also my name on instagram and should you want to uh, chat about perhaps working together you can go to healthyemmy.org but you can also just send me a dm on instagram go to my YouTube videos, get to know me first so that I'm not some crazy stranger. Um, But I respond to all of my Instagram messages. So go ahead and send me a DM on there. And I would love to chat um, and see if we would be a great fit because I only want to work with people that I know I can help. And I want it to be a win no matter what. And so go ahead and send me a DM and let's see if it would be a good fit. Oh, perfect. Yes, I'm sure everyone will be because you sound like you're such an incredible coach. But what would be some things that you think, some takeaways, um, not, not just not the three biggest tips, but like some takeaways for people who are listening today and are wanting to get started or have a taste of your work? What would be a few, if they're coming from a omnivorous, regular, standard Australian diet, or if they're a bit stuck in their whole food, plant-based diet, what would be some tips for you? You've given us a great one with the pros and cons list. I've loved that. Um, And that you you eat what you crave and you crave what you eat. And it's really, really great. And I think it's so true as well when when we learn more about the microbiome and how we're feeding the good guys or the bad guys. You know, if you, if you're feeding the bad guys, Oreos, and of course they're going to be stronger and they're going to be sending more signals to our brain telling us to eat more of the food that makes them stronger. But is there anything else that you're like, these are some great strategies. The word strategies always makes my mouth get (laughs) tongue-tied. What would be some great strategies for people who are just starting out or who want to start out? Well, go ahead and send me a DM and I'll send you my grocery list. I I have a grocery list that it's set out by parts of the grocery store. It's super easy to follow. So that's the first thing I would suggest that you do. And then the second thing is to remember that a 97% is still an A plus and a 90% is still an A. You don't have to be perfect. And I can't find many people that are. I'm not perfect myself. And so many people think I have to do this perfectly. I have to do this perfectly. You don't. How healthy a diet is, is a reflection of how many plant-based foods you incorporate. So if you want to get healthier, incorporate more whole plant-based foods. And the last thing that I would say that I just thought of while saying that is forget the word vegan. Yes, I'm vegan. I, I don't wear leather. I don't use any animal products. I'll be vegan until the day that I die. But focus on whole real foods. Go to the produce section and look at all of the real whole foods that are there. That is what you should be eating. Forget about all this vegan junk, which is really what it is. And just keep it simple. Eat the fruits, the vegetables, the pulses, the starches. Just keep it simple. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's I am so happy for the animals that there are all these new foods coming out that people who aren't concerned about their health but are concerned about the environment or are concerned about the animals and their treatment. I'm so glad that there's those foods existing for people who are, you know, would normally eat like now 
a four and twenty, which is like the the most disgusting pies in Australia, is this brand called Four and Twenty. But they're super famous with Australian cult culture. They're four and twenty pies, and basically, I don't want to know what's inside one, but I imagine it's just <laughs> the worst pieces of animal that you just <laughs> and just horrific, just salt fat pigs butt pie. I imagine beef, disgusting pieces of. Anyway, it's disgusting, but they're making a plant-based version. It's coming out in March. So it's going to be a 4 and 20 plant-based pie, which is like diabolical because there's just nothing plant-based about 4 and 20 in my mind. I find it so hard to believe that that absolutely processed footy, footy eating pie that they would sell at the football is now a plant-based version. And I'm sure the plant-based version is possibly equally terrible for you. But <laughs> if it keeps some animals spared, I'm I'm glad that it exists, but I do not recommend it as a food for people to actually eat because I it's I don't know what they've done to make that a pie that people would assume is a meat pie. <laughs> I'm right there with you. But you know what? It's a step in the right direction, yes, right? Yes, it totally is. For the animals <laughs> and for the planet, it's two out of three. Yeah. It's two out of three. You just have to make for the sure. next connection to your health and then you'll be feeling so much better than if you lived off four and 20 plant-based pies, which did you have? No, you wouldn't have because you were vegan when you were here. I was going to say, did you ever have a four and 20 pie when you were in Australia? <laughs> I think I would short circuit. <laughs> oh my gosh, you would absolutely short circuit. I haven't had one since I was probably twenty years old, eighteen even. I wasn't. I wasn't a food that I ever favoured. But yeah, I just saw the ad in my Facebook feed saying that they've got a plant based one coming out, and I was just thinking, oh, that would be so terrible for your body. But <laughs> I'm glad that perhaps some people will make that choice, which is good for the animals. Me too. Yeah. Okay, so I know this has been quite a short episode uh, today, which I'm really kind of – I haven't been feeling the best, so I'm happy to make it not too quick. But I don't want to leave you without saying all of your things. So if you have anything else you'd love to share with us before I ask you for your three biggest tips, please share with us now. <laughs> I mean, I think that, that we hit it all. And also I think that it being you know a, a sweet and simple episode is a testament to my – approach to this lifestyle, I always say kiss, keep it simple, stupid, you know, we don't have to complicate it. It doesn't have to be all drawn out and everything. It's just eating whole foods. Yes, I love that. It's perfect. And it is it is so simple. And it can be so simple if we just get our minds out of the way. And last week, Joe was talking about in his three top tips as well, just not getting caught in analysis paralysis where you're just you've got so many things in your head and you're spiraling about how to make cheese vegan and how am I going to make this and how am I going to make a birthday cake and all these things how am I going to feed my uncle when he comes for tea if you just think about the next meal and make it simple include whole vegetables potatoes and broccoli whatever you like just make it so simple and it's It'll be perfect. I agree completely. Okay, Emmy, what are your three biggest tips, your best tips for us before we hang out? <laughs> All right. All right. So my first biggest tip is kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Eat whole foods, starches, vegetables, fruits, and legumes. Don't eat processed stuff. Don't eat the oil. Just keep it simple. My second tip 
is remember that a 97% is still an A plus and a 90% is still an A. Don't beat yourself up. Just eat more whole foods, start to incorporate more stuff. And then my last one, what I always say to my clients is don't get lost in the sauce. People aren't sick and overweight because they're microwaving their broccoli. (laughs) You know, we get so many questions. Are microwaves bad for us? Should I have white rice or brown rice? Just keep it simple. Don't get lost in the sauce and eat whole foods. I love that. Thank you so much, Emmy, for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Emmy, for coming on the show. Please, everyone, go follow Healthy Emmy on YouTube. I'll put the link in the show notes and Instagram. Also, the link will be in the show notes. And you can follow her over at Healthy Emmy at her website, which is also in the show notes. If you have any questions for Healthy Emmy, you can put them in the comments at the end of this, at the end of the show notes. And I feel like I've said show notes a thousand times. I apologize. But anyway, please check out her work, subscribe to her channels, watch her episodes, and hopefully get inspired to change your life. And also, if that isn't enough, work with her. Go work with her, send her a DM in Instagram or a message in YouTube, comment in YouTube, and she will answer your questions and send you her shopping list and you will just begin to see things transform. She is so good at what she does and is helping so many people around the world. So yeah, go work with her. And thank you again for listening and sharing sharing this episode with your family and friends. I am so grateful for your support and I will see you all next week. Bye. Bags are packed. Are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier day